And welcome back to the End Times Countdown. I am your host, Pastor Matt Nichols, River Valley Prayer Center in beautiful Ozark, Arkansas. And I want to start Season 2 of the End Times Countdown podcast and really start honing in on where we are right now, especially in the face of this new presidential administration and the things that are going on, the things that have been prophetically spoken. I would like to in the future, also get into the uh, prophetic utterances that have been given here within the last year. But for now, I want to really hone in on some other prophetic words, not necessarily just about the calamities and the judgments and the things that are happening and coming, which we have done in the first season. Now in this second season, I would like to focus on the prophetic utterances about America itself, about where we are right now in conjunction with the things that are happening in the present, in the now, right now, beginning with this presidential inauguration um, and having to do with this COVID crisis that I believe we're going to see wasn't a crisis after all. I believe we're going to see it wasn't a pandemic after all. I believe we're going to see, in fact, within 10 days of this brand new administration, the cases and the curve, so-called curve of this pandemic and this coronavirus (laughs) has remarkably dropped almost in half with governors now of the states just relieved and saying, hey, look, look, we're we're so low now and, and all the deaths and everything's flattened within 10 days of a new presidential inauguration that was of somewhat questionable legality. So we want to talk about this. What was the purpose of COVID? What was the purpose of all of these things? And this this isn't going to be a tin hat political podcast, so on and so forth. We're going to stick with exactly what we came here to do, and that is to bring back to the forefront these prophetic utterances from our heritage as as Christians from the church, we're going to bring back those prophetic utterances and look at these things, but see what the Lord has shown these before men and women of God as to what's coming to America. And so let's get into that right now. The very first thing that I want to discuss, the very first thing I want to bring to the forefront here is a vision of the destruction of America by A.A. Allen, the 4th of July of all days in 1954, atop of the Empire State Building. So he had this vision, he had this prophetic vision on top of the Empire State Building in New York. And when I've gone back and looked at this in light of where we are right now and the events happening right now, I was absolutely amazed more amazed than I was when I very first got my hands on this prophetic utterance because of just the details and where we are right now. It is phenomenal. It's just an amazing, amazing vision. And we've got to start taking these things seriously. Now that we've entered into a new administration, um, and we need to understand something that goes hand in hand with a new administration. So what happens when you get a new administration, a new political moral head of a nation, it's not just a political and moral 
um, ethical type of platform, what we're dealing with moreover than those things is a spiritual platform. So what spirit is the new president working with? What spirit is the new vice president working with? What spirit is our Congress working in? What spirit is our Senate working in? Because we've got to realize we're not, we can't be stupid and just duck our head in the sand anymore. We've got to get over this and understand, own it, that we are spiritual beings having a natural experience. We've got to come into the realization that the spiritual realm is around us 24-7 operating and functioning and that it is more real than the natural world we're living in right now. There is a heaven. There is a hell. There is a Satan, a deceiver, a fallen angel, the enemy of God Almighty, the creator, and that there is a creator. We, we've got to own this. And I believe people know this. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I don't even really believe in atheism. I believe in a person that's mad at God, understands and knows that there is a God and creator, but they're mad at him or, or whatever, for whatever reason, and have just said, I just choose not to believe in him. But it's not true. You, you just cannot believe that there isn't a creator. When we look around us, when we try to, to wonder about how we got here, why we're here, what's the purpose of this whole life experience, what is life, what is breath, what is uh, physical, spiritual animation, how is it that we can move and breathe, how can we think, why is there a conscious, why is there a subconscious, why is there a right and a wrong, why is there morality and immorality, what is sin, how come it is sin? When we begin to ponder these things, you cannot ponder these things without somewhat of an idea, somewhat of a clue that there must be a higher creative entity that has put all of this together. It's just, you know, for science to go off on a limb and say, well, this all just presumptively happened by a, by a huge explosion and, and all of these things, it's just really, it's nonsense. It's ridiculous. To think that order came out of absolute chaos, it just does not happen that way. It never happens that way. It doesn't happen in life and reality. If it worked that way, then I could go to a junkyard, grab a heap full of vehicle parts, throw it on a blanket somewhere in my yard, and uh, maybe come back in several years, how, whatever the allotted time is, and there will be a brand new beautiful car sitting in my driveway. I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. And once we get our common sense back and own, okay, there's got to be a creator in this whole thing, then we can finally get down to business and realize that the spiritual realm is so much more real than what we give it credit for. And once we realize and own that there is a spiritual world and a spiritual working, then we need to start figuring out, okay, we just voted all of these people as leadership over our nation to make legislation and laws and so on and so forth. But now I need to know which spiritual realm are they working for? I, let me say it another way. Which spiritual kingdom are they working for? And once we realize that the spirits of darkness hate us with a vengeance, then there's no way we would want somebody that hates us and is out for evil and destruction and our demise, no way we would have them over us in a leadership position. 
So we've got to look at this new administration. Listen, because this has everything to do with judgment. It has everything to do with the fulfilling of these prophetic utterances. It has everything to do with the future of America and how quickly these end times are consummated and these prophetic utterances. But if we don't stop to think and put enough foresight into what spiritual force is working behind every administration, every leadership, if we don't put the foresight into that, then we're probably not ever going to put the foresight into what spiritual kingdom is working around about us. We're never going to understand how these prophetic utterances work or where we are or the signs of the times. We have to understand these things and we have to own these things And this is the basic building block of prophecy. Again, prophecy literally is just signs, road signs. You are here and this is where you're going. And so perhaps later on in another podcast or two, maybe we'll deal with the inauguration and and why this is happening and so on and so forth. Because the administration's And the leadership, the spiritual spirits leadership that's behind those whom we vote in, whether legally or not, they will determine the amount of judgment that comes to a nation. I'm going to say that again in case we missed anything there. The spiritual backing of an administration, of a governmental leader or order is going to determine the amount of judgment that comes upon that nation, either the amount of blessing or the amount of cursing. This is why we cannot vote socially. We cannot vote according to our touchy-feely, how we feel this time or what society dictates or what society says is, is okay and wonderful and norm right now. Because if you vote that way, you have no idea what we're going to invoke upon the nation upon our economies, upon our churches, upon life values, morals, ethics. We have no idea based on just how I feel today and what society declares as norm. So with all of that, I'd like to get over on into this, this vision of the destruction of America by A.A. Allen. And you're like, okay, Brother Matt, now listen, why do we got to always talk about the destruction of America? Well, Everything I just said (laughs) has 100% to do with the judgment of America. As soon as the inauguration took place and the baton was passed from President Trump, the number 45 of his presidency, which means in the Hebrew letters, preservation, we've handed that now over, that baton over to President Biden, as they call him, the 46th president which stands for the number 40, trials, probations, and testings. And then in conjunction with the number six, that means weakness of man, evils of Satan, manifestation of sin. So you're talking about a previous administration that is about preservation, about, if you will, making something last longer than it normally should have. So when you can or preserve food, you're actually making that food last longer than it actually should last. So we're going from this type of an idea in a governmental administration to another governmental administration that is going to be upheld by the numbers 46. 
which is trials, probations, testings, in conjunction with the weakness of man, evils of Satan, and manifestations of sin. My point is, is what spiritual force, what spiritual kingdom partner is working behind this Biden administration? What's working behind this new administration? And I'm not saying this because it's Joe Biden. I'm saying this, what I, we investigate President Donald J. Trump. We investigate President, previous President Obama, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, all the way back. So this isn't a politically charged statement. What this is, is literally a neutral looking statement and looking into prophetic visions and utterances to see how does this relate to the end times, the signs of the times and where we are and what is to come. And all of these things hinge on the leadership, the people's voice and what spiritual kingdom is backing that whole thing. I believe that 2021 is a year of borrowed time. We've been in a preservation mode for the last four years, and now we're in a place with an administration set in order that could actually trigger and bring about all of these judgments, all of these things that have been prophetically spoken by the Spirit of God to these men and women, some even close to 100 years ago. I do believe that what we're about to see is a domino effect, a triggering, if you will, a flashpoint. This is what we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We've been waiting for a flashpoint. We've been waiting for a triggering moment to launch us into the fulfillment of these prophetic utterances. And I believe 100% that this administration and this election, no matter how it was won or how it was gotten, in fact, again, if it is of uh, questionable legality of how this election went down, even more, even more the flashpoint, the triggering effect to launch us off into a, a fulfillment of all of these prophetic utterances that we've discussed over this last season and as we go on into this, this new season of podcasts. So I'd like to go ahead and begin this podcast here, episode one of season two here, with A.A. Allen. I want to talk about A.A. Allen before I get into the vision that, that he was given on top of the Empire State Building in New York. He was actually known as the Miracle Man. Um, he was actually from Sulphur Rock, Arkansas, right where we are today in the great state of Arkansas, and he had a really, really rough childhood. Both his parents were alcoholics, and uh, it, just everything that goes along with that, poverty, unfaithfulness, alcoholism. In fact, it was said by him in his own testimony that, that oftentimes his mother, as she put him to bed as a, as a baby, as a small child, she would put alcohol in his bottle to just keep him quiet. And so he, he milled around until he fell into a, a Methodist church, made his way into that church, gave his life over to Christ, and began to sense the calling of God on his life. And the rest, as they say, is history. He went on to be partners and uh, partake in tent ministries with uh, William Branham that we had spoke about, Oral Roberts, 
and then becoming a part of the Voice of Healing magazine put out by Gordon Lindsay. He had a huge radio ministry, and I have no doubt whatsoever he would be on every podcast platform he could be on today. Um, so let's talk about his life. I want to talk about despite all of the healings and the miracles and the ministries that we've seen, that you can still watch on YouTube videos. Absolutely an amazing ministry this man had. He began to be so influential in his meetings and tent meetings that the denominations wanted him to associate with them. And when he refused to be a part of the denominations, which unfortunately their coercion in wanting him to be a part of their denominations was completely money-based, he was bringing in massive amounts of donations and so on, and that's what the denominations were interested in, not necessarily the works of healings and miracles that they were seeing. It was really more money-based, and when he refused to be a part of them and share part of the money and donations that were coming in, they began to start making false accusations and shutting down his meetings and going to city councils and city boards and bringing up different false accusations about him and his ministry and the cities and so on would would comply because these are local church people we know these people and they would begin to shut him down and make it difficult for him to have meetings a lot of people don't know that about a.a allen and so they even went as far as to even in his death begin to smear his name that he was an alcoholic and that alcohol was found in his system and painkillers and so on and so forth which just absolutely is not true. Um, but this is what you do when you start to work against the corporation, the business of the church, of the local church, and what it can potentially turn into. This is the thing that turns people off against church and against religion and so on and so forth, is they see the corruption that's involved when money gets involved. A.A. A. Allen was 100% sold out to the kingdom and establishing the kingdom and seeing the works of God and how he would love and heal people. And so still, even to this day, there has been questions and so on about A.A. Allen and his life and how he lived and so on and so forth, which is just about every minister, every powerful minister that worked in supernatural ways. That's really at the end of their lives, sadly, that's what the world likes to do, and that's what even some parts of the church and different denominations like to do because of the lack of money, lack of participation, the lack of whatever you want to call it within their own ministries, and it's just a sad ordeal. But A.A. Allen was one of the most solid Christian ministers, ministries. Now, granted, he didn't understand finances, maybe like he should, but we have to look at the fruit more than we look at the natural ability of a person. Spiritual manifestations have zero to do with natural ability. Very, very important concept that we all need to understand. These people were literally just people. They were not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but God uses people that aren't perfect, which, if you think about it, is probably one of the most 
ridiculous statements that we can make because obviously he has to use people that are not perfect because there's not a perfect person born on the planet except for Christ himself. And a lot of his persecution came from the fact that he was so brazen and so outspoken. There was one time that he actually said that there's a mass discontent with the cold, dead hand of denominationalism. And he said that God was opening the eyes of the people and that most people realize that the church is nothing but a social welfare agency. <laughs> so you say this about denominational uh, million-dollar ministries, it's going to ruffle a few feathers, apparently, and especially if you're bringing in large amounts of donations and having miracles and signs and wonders. Listen, we see this, we, we can read about this totally in the scriptures with Christ's ministry himself. Christ himself had a treasurer. Christ himself had miracles, signs, and wonders. And the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the church of the day, if you will, did everything they could do to destroy him, kill him, and get him out because he did not comply with their idea of religion and he didn't associate himself necessarily with them and come underneath their authority. So this is the story of A.A. Allen, the evangelist. This is exactly his life story to a T. He had a very Christ-like ministry in those respects in that regard. And so... I'm going to cut this short on the intro into season two podcasts with episode one being about A.A. Allen, the evangelist. And join me again with this second episode here in season two. And we're going to get right into this vision of the destruction of America that was given A.A. Allen through the spirit 4th of July, 1954 in New York. And again, until next time, be awake. Be aware, be ready. See you next time.